Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 94 of the Is That Normal podcast. And today, we're going to talk about fighting. Yes, yes. So, so Randall, do you like to fight? Only freestyle rap battles. <laughs> that's, see, see, yeah, that's good. Good. I knew you'd have a good answer for that. You know, actually, I, actually, I, I uh, you know, freestyle rap is not my game, but yeah. if you get in a dad joke battle, that's, dad joke I, battle. I will dominate. Wow, I, man, man, we should make that a thing. Like Brett Harrison should, and I like had a should, dad like, joke pun off earlier this week. We should make that like an event, like find a venue battle and have like jokes. a dad joke battle. I mean, that would be, that would be good. I like I, mean, I like this idea. So you know, <laughs> you know, I think for me, I, I like the concept of fighting, um, uh, which is interesting because uh, the internet and my phone and all of that knows what I say and think. And so, so it's always an indicator to me what I've been saying and thinking what Facebook recommends for me. And, yes. uh, and it waxes and wanes, but I'm back to MMA fighting is often on my, you know, and, and I guess I keep getting it because I stop and watch it. Like, yeah. You know, so, so, you know, so I'm intrigued by the idea of fighting, but like getting punched in the face is no fun. Like, no. You know, no. so I don't really like to fight. Um, I've actually never been in like a, hey, I'm really mad at you, mm-hmm. we're going to punch each other in the face fight. Like, I've, oh. like have, have you been in a... I, I've been in a couple, mostly with people I'm closely related to, but... Yeah, um, yeah I guess, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I've, I've been been in a couple, not not a whole lot. I'm usually like, I tended to be the, more the guy that's like on the sidelines saying, hey, did you hear what that guy said about you? And then telling, and then doing the same thing to the other person and stepping back and See, watching the show. I, I tell you what, I... <laughs> I, I talk about this. This is not good or healthy, but open confession time here. Like, I've always been really good at, like, getting other people to do things. Like, yeah. and then watching what happens. Like, that is, that's, that was, has been one of my pastimes at different times in my it life. Is, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's funny. I can see that. Yeah, we're the same in that, you know. And I also, you know, like, like verbal, you know, conflict, you know, or just relational conflict. I, I don't like that much either. Yeah, That's you no, know, you know. Again, I, I like the idea of uh, problem solving, but like conflict is, is is a challenge for me. And so, and particularly if you're ever have ever been in a situation where because of uh, you know circumstances, there's this constant friction or conflict yeah. between you and somebody else. Uh, that is no fun at yes. all. And you know, and and again, though I I found it's not the same with everybody. Right. Uh, some people thrive on it. Some people want it. Some people like poke bears because they want to see what happens and they like the fight and so but but we've got to always be trying to get to this place where we're not just trying to win a fight but we are making choices and responses so we're moving towards healthy relationships and you know i think as we uh, try to help folks with their relationship with their kids and their families you know that that's a big part of what we want to see happen so yeah yeah. absolutely Mm -hmm. so today we want to talk about some ideas and resources and practices that will help parents do that. Well, I want to welcome you guys to the Is That Normal podcast. And Randall, we are we are glad to be back. We we yes. skipped uh, skipped an episode in there, but good to be back on track here. And we are getting close to our hundredth episode. It's coming. And That's amazing. It's coming. So later into the summer we'll have our 100th episode and we'll have to dream up some crazy stuff to yeah. do so so be watching right. uh watching our social media listen to our episodes between now and then we'll be throwing out hints of some cool 100 yes. episode stuff that's going to be coming up um and so and in that time we just really hope that you can connect with us yeah uh, we always you know 
Make sure you're liking and subscribing so you're getting our content. Uh, sign up for our email blast uh, so you make sure that you never miss an episode. Um, and then we just want to hear feedback too. You know, we keep asking for this. We really do. We really want to hear your feedback. Uh, what What's hitting you? What are we missing? We just really want to keep uh, walking alongside parents and families as they try to uh, grow together with Christ. That's our that's our goal for our households, and we want that to be uh, the same for you. Uh, you know, and, and a lot of again, a lot of what we do and why we've done this is because I know firsthand that parenting is hard. And you know, today as we think about conflict, I know uh, if you live in proximity to other humans, you're going to have conflict. I mean, like you yes. reflected, like your most of your biggest fights in life. Or with people that you're close to, yes, and I, I know for me too, like that is uh, you know the people we're close to that we're around them all the time. What they say means a lot to us, and mm-hmm. so so there there's there's more potential yeah. for conflict, um, and and so just just here that that's normal in my house. There's rarely a day goes by where there's not some sort of conflict. Like we're not having to diffuse some situation, <laughs> help people talk through some things. Uh, work on themselves, you know, all those kind of things. And so that is absolutely normal. So if you're living um, in your house and you wonder why everybody everybody else's relationships are great, they're not. Yeah, <laughs> we are. We all have to deal with conflict. And so, uh, but what shouldn't be normal is a perpetual habit of unhealthy, you know, reactions and uh, responses to conflict. And so that's really kind of what we want to talk yeah. about today. And, yeah. And it's and it's amazing when when emotions are high and when you're in that moment um, our our human nature our first our first instinct usually are one of those unhealthy responses or, or some combination of those unhealthy responses. Yes. Um, you know, never have I been in a situation where yelling louder than the other person actually made the situation <laughs> better and yet it's usually one of the go-to tactics. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I think, I know for me, it's not that I'm not tempted to have unhealthy responses. Like, I'm not sure that ever completely goes away. Like, you know, if your adrenaline starts pumping, yeah. like those things come up. And, and again, I'm I'm not perfect at it. I mean, I've definitely had yeah. those moments where I've blown my top with my kids and or other people. Um, but to recognize that they're unhealthy, uh, you know, it, it kind of helps me take that that pause in my process yeah. to go wait a minute why am i feeling this way why do why is my reaction my instinct to react this way when i know that's not healthy so so to know that that might happen has kind of helped me slow my yeah. process down and 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 stop it before i do it some of the time yeah <laughs> some of the time yes right so so you mentioned yelling what what other things have you seen or experienced or felt that were unhealthy um, you know that that tends to be one of mine is I just and it's not even so much an anger yelling it's a just I get I get wound up um, and yet then it's funny how we, we sometimes marry people who have the opposite like response like some people will try to retreat you know they, they yeah. want they just want to completely disconnect from the situation um, which there are moments where uh, taking a pause, yeah. as you mentioned, yeah. taking yeah, a breath we'll is that. is a good thing, mm-hmm. but yeah. um, but but to completely just retreat from the situation usually doesn't doesn't solve anything. I, I've got one or two in my house. One particularly consistently does this. Another one I think struggles with this. Like they get to a point, they're just like, "I'm done. I'm leaving." Yeah, you know, right in the middle of like trying to work through something, and yeah. you're like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 you can't." You can't go hide from this. Right. Like, this is not just going away. So yeah, yeah, I see that too. Yeah. And then and then there are people, um, 
you know, the, there are times in, in conversation, especially when you, it's, it's so funny. For me, sometimes my, and I know there are like actual studies on this, that there are actual chemical things that happen, and I think this tends to happen more for males than females. Like, my brain short circuits, <laughs> and, I, and I can't, I have trouble, like, forming coherent thoughts that 10 minutes ago or 10 minutes after the fact, I, I'm, I'm like, here's what I really wanted to communicate, and I can't, right, couldn't right. communicate, and it just short circuits. Um, but then there are other people who, who have the ability to, to thrive on that and use that to manipulate the, the conversation and, and twist things around, and, and so that really is a unhealthy way to, right. to handle that you know so Randall so you're right they have done brain study about this and my wife you know she got a psychology degree and mm-hmm. so she's often pointed this out to me that they have proven when adrenaline runs for men all our energy is redirected from our brain to uh, to our heart and to our muscular system so that we can fight and for women it, it instead their mind lights up and so so they are sharper and have better mental clarity in a fight and we have less so it's just totally which unfair. means we're never gonna win <laughs> never gonna win that's right that's right we're always at the disadvantage <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah that's good that's good you know another one i see um you know you kind of kind of tie some of these together you know you know manipulating or being passive aggressive you know like like uh which a lot of that we'll talk about this in, in a minute but it's about holding on to resentment and bitterness and trying to get our way. Like, like we're just going to like try to work the situation to get yeah. what we want. Um, throw mean lobs of things at the other people and then pretend like we don't know what we're doing. And yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen a lot of that happen in conflict. So yes. it's not even, it's no longer than about the original conflict. Then it's an ongoing yeah. relational attack. And that is really unhealthy. And, yeah. and many times that, that leads to bringing up like, you know things from way in the past that have, that has been unresolved that have nothing to do with the current situation and all of a sudden you're pulling stuff out of you know out of out of the the dark corners and and trying to bring them into the current conflict that you have and well, that well and I've been talking to people about this all week just watching some conflicts between organizations and entities and um, in the news that I I hate it that when we have a problem to deal with, that good, what we think is mature adults are resorting to personally attacking people yeah. rather than trying to resolve the problem. And you know, and that's what all happens with that. And so then it's no longer about this issue we've got to resolve. It's then it's like, you're a bad person and you yeah. always do this and you've never done this for me. And, and yeah. suddenly, suddenly then, man, we're just tearing down our relationship rather than yeah. trying to resolve what the real conflict's yeah. about. And so, which, yeah. which is another another one of the things, you know, on that list of of unhealthy responses and that's talking in absolutes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the you always or you never um that should be a red flag. Is, when yeah. this comes out yes, someone's mouth, that's a red flag. Like, it's whoa, whoa, whoa. it's almost never accurate <laughs> and it's almost always intended to manipulate the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So Wow. So, yeah. So there's a lot of different ways that they can play out, but probably listen to that list. You, all our listeners probably are like, oh yeah, I've seen that mm-hmm. happen. Or unfortunately, oh yeah, I've done that. You yeah. Know, and I have too. So, you know, and so, uh, so my family and I, we actually, um, 
had previously read a book that we have talked about on the podcast called Making Brothers and Sisters mm-hmm. Best Friends, written by a group of brother a brother and two sisters. Uh, fantastic book. And, and actually, in our household, we, we have some friction going on right now. Um, and we remember, we're like, okay, we read this book when our older kids were young and our younger kids were either really, really young or not alive yet. Mm-hmm. And so we've decided to reread that book. So my family's rereading that book mm-hmm. and it is such a cool book and, and uh, we'll put links to it and actually links to our prior episode where we talked about that book um, because the whole book is centered around how you uh, get over some of those what what seem to be normal ways that siblings treat each other and instead become people who support and love each other. And uh, But in it, in the very beginning, you know, it talks about how Often those people that we're closest to, our family, the ones that we live with, are the people who are the hardest for us to be kind and gracious Mm -hmm. to. And and part of that's because we are around them all the time. When you're out in public, you know, these aren't people you have to go home and live with. These are people um, that you have limited contact with. And so for a while, I can be good with those people and then I I can back off. But at home, you can't get away uh, from those people. And because of that, home is so often a place where you have great conflict. And and so if we're going to deal with that, the very first step in resolving conflict is identifying the source of the conflict. Mm -hmm. Um, I've shared this before, and this is kind of humorous and not exactly on the list, but a lot of times for us, if someone's being disagreeable at our house, the first thing we do is like, have you drank enough water today? When was the last time you ate? Do you have on enough clothes so you're not too cold? Like, I mean, like, 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 so identify that sometimes it's just outside stimulus making us cranky. But, um, but some other things that happen to us as we have conflict with those that we're closest to, sometimes we have false concepts, Mm -hmm. uh, which kind of goes back to that tearing down relationships. We've gotten this idea in our head that the other person doesn't care about us or the other Mm -hmm. person uh, uh, has a low opinion of us or the other person uh, is always selfish and always trying to get their way. And and so we've got to combat these absolute uh, ideas that we get stuck in our head that probably aren't really true. Uh, If you really boil it down, the people in your house, they love you and they care about you. Um, Sure, sometimes we're selfish, uh, but we've got to get past those as barriers. Well, we want to probably... Almost all of, if not the very vast majority of conflicts that either, you know, that I've just observed or that I've, that I've been involved in or that you just, that I just see, um, really a lot of it comes down to, there may be a conflict there, but it's almost always, um, made into a larger conflict, many times either through misunderstanding or because, um, I project or I will read into things that aren't really there and I, I will make assumptions, you know, rather than looking at just the situation, I make assumptions. Well, you must have done this because, um, without really knowing that, but then, that, you know, when we convince ourselves of those and that happens on both sides, then yeah. then it pulls all of these other other things into the conflict beyond just what, what may be something as simple as, you know, very easily resolved and makes it into something so much bigger. Which is why, I mean, again, as we think through trying to come up with healthy processes, if I'll stop and say, okay, I'm feeling this way, (laughs) I'm tempted to react this way, and I say, but why? If I'll stop and ask that question and try to peel that back, you know, and and identify, well, it's because I assume this. Well, do I really know that that's true? Well, maybe I better 
figure out if that's true before I act on it. Like so, yes. so these questions should help us slow this process down. And you know, in that whole discussion of assumptions, another issue that I see uh, happen so often as like this underlying thing is just because of our expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, I. My wife and I, we've kind of created a, a graph grid that, that we encourage people to figure out where they fit into. And so, so you, on this graph, you've got expectation of yourself and expectation of others, right? Yeah. And so, uh, so you can either have high expectation or low expectation. So and in households with our family, a lot of times we have really high expectation of others and really low expectation for ourselves. <laughs> and that, that doesn't usually, that's yeah. not a really good mix. And no. so, so we've... Uh, We've got to, you know, learn how to sometimes give our family a break, and sometimes we got to learn how to try harder. And mm-hmm. so, uh, so yeah, and so just recognizing that, knowing that that's a tem- temptation, mm-hmm. uh, can really help us. So, and so as parents, what we have got to do is we see conflict erupting in our house is we've got to be the ones to say, whoa, 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 like what's this really about? Like, yeah. you know, and, and and reflecting if they have unhealthy responses, like oh, that's this is unhealthy, and, and help them understand why. And then let's let's start peeling back why you're feeling this way, why you're feeling wronged, and what what the the real issue is. And so so we've got to start that process of helping them figure out why they're in conflict. Yeah. Yeah. And and many times when when conflict, what seems like something that should be pretty insignificant turns into some sort of major conflict. It's not because of that one thing. It's probably because there's been something building, you know, all yeah. along. And and so being able to maybe even identify some of those some of those underlying things um, and characteristics of things that kind of happen when, when something's boiling under the surface, hopefully, you know, maybe we can recognize and try to head that off before it gets to that point where, where something that seems completely insignificant turns into like a major blow up and, and everybody's going, where did that come from? And, and you know, we had a recent situation um, where one of our children got up one day we had this group, what we felt like was a great day yesterday and had been with some friends and done all this stuff. And we we're like, man, this, that was just a great day. And we woke up the next day and one of our children uh, was just like, just unbearable. Like, I mean, everything was no and you're wrong and like like taking people's stuff and breaking. I mean, I mean, maybe it wasn't quite that extreme, but I mean, it felt like this, like, yeah. like, why are you, like, you're just like lashing out at everybody. And my incredibly wise and perceptive wife said, Hey, are you feeling bad about this thing that happened yesterday? Hmm. And, and it just opened up this doorway into what was going on. And so, so the conflict had really had nothing to do with what yeah. was going on. These reactions were for something totally out, you know, separate. And and so as parents, again, we just need to be watching, helping reflect, helping be perceptive about what might be making you feel and respond the way you are. So that's good. That's really good stuff. Yeah. So, so as we do that, where where do we go from there? Once we once we maybe start to identify that what's yeah. going on. Yeah. And and sometimes that's a process. All of this we'll talk about this. You know, it's a process and it takes time. You may not get this all done in one setting or ten settings, but mm-hmm. but you know, once we get them to start identifying maybe what's making them feel bad or what's the reason for the conflict, is then you have to lead them to own their part. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and 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 to do that, a lot of times we have to set an example, especially if there's a conflict. And the household, and we're involved in it. You know, we, we've got to start by owning our part. Yeah. Man, I'm really sorry that I said this. I'm really sorry I did this. Like, oh, man, I blew it here. Like, like we've got to model that for our kids when we're the ones in conflict. But then we also have to challenge them to say, hey, before we can deal with what the other people are doing in the house, you've got to deal with your part and admit, you know, what you did wrong in this situation. And so, so a, a really good tool for that 
is helping people when we're talking about things to use I instead of you language. So, yeah. so I feel this way. I did this. When this happens, I, I need this in my life. You know, I, I had a boundary crossed when this happened. And so, so it, it's first of all, owning your part of the story, but also helping the other people maybe hear like where you're at and, and that'll lead them to have some compassion yeah. in the situation. Whereas if it's like, well, you always did this and she always does that. And you're the one who, you know, then, then the people are going defensive. And yeah. so, so we've got to learn to, to use that I rather than that you uh, language and, and just making this like blanket rule in your household. We are not going to allow blame culture. So mm-hmm. as soon as you start using you and pointing your finger, like, no, until, until, until we're able to agree and admit on this, like we can't move forward. We are not going to have a blame culture. So, yeah. so I think that's a big deal. Yeah. And, and there's going to be times where no matter what, not everybody's going to see things eye to eye or see yeah. things through the same lens. Um, and you're never, maybe not always going to come to that perfect resolution where everybody goes, okay, yeah, we're all in agreement on this, but hug. yeah, <laughs> but that, that process of, of, of at least me hearing where you're coming from and, and, yeah. and vice versa, at least opens those doors to, to at least helping to, to heal yeah. that a little bit. Yeah. And we've over and over again. I mean, so, you know, we become mediators sometimes mm-hmm. between the family members, you know, and so so they say the I statement, and then we say, "Do you understand what they're saying?" Mm-hmm. and make them yeah. reflect back what they're saying, and so 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 we make yeah. sure that not only do you get to say where you're at on this, that the other person hear what you said, and then and then it's your turn, and then you mm-hmm. get to say I, and we'll do the same thing the other direction, but uh, yeah, just helping that, and until we can both say yes, I hear you. Yes, I understand. Then we say, well, until we can both do this, I don't see how we can resolve this conflict. Yeah. And, and then that puts the responsibility back on them. Like, like you're hanging this process up because mm-hmm. you're unwilling to acknowledge, yeah. like, this simple statement that I don't like it when you punch me. Like, like you know, if you can't <laughs> acknowledge that that's, that's a truth, then, yeah. then, then, then you are the one who are holding up the resolution. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So... What are some other steps that we can do as we kind of walk through that that mediation process? Yeah, I you know I think for me, um, the way I think about life, like I'm always trying to think about how we cast vision and tell people where we're going, and and in this conflict resolution, um, the bigger picture is so much more about you know, where we're going to be at as a family and how we treat each other, like this big out there yeah. goal, than it is about, um, you know, resolving who ate the last serving macaroni and cheese, which is what the conflict appears to be about. <laughs> like, we're not looking for f- mac and cheese fairness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking for, you know, respecting each other and caring for one another and having each other's back. And so, so uh, you know, I think we always have to set some some goals mm-hmm. out there and cast that vision. But as we do that, then say, so realistically, you know, what what goals can we can we agree on to, to move towards in this situation? Yeah. So so we've recognized the problem, we've admitted our part, so so what what are realistic goals to to move past this situation mm-hmm. and, and talk through those goals? Because at this point we're gonna decide where we're heading. To, to yeah. go through the rest of that resolution, um, and, and you know, and, and then sometimes, especially if you're in the in the heat of a of a conflict, sometimes it's after we've got these steps done, uh, it might just be best to say, hey, you know, let's let's let this breathe. 
but let's set up a meeting tonight or in the morning mm-hmm. or someplace yeah. in the next you know 24 hours to sit down and let's talk this the rest of the way through and so so we make a plan for how to resolve that some conflict you have to resolve right now mm-hmm. some conflict you need to give it some space but make sure that you make a plan for when we're going to sit down uh, and accomplish that um, and so so then once you kind of get through all those steps you know then 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 we start getting to the resolution part which is really where we're going to go and the two big pieces of that uh, are encouraging forgiveness and identifying what we can agree on mm-hmm. Uh, so, so those are kind of the last steps of that conflict resolution. So, uh, so, so in order for us to move forward, yes, there was things that were done wrong. Yes, there was hurts. Yes, people, people, people didn't treat each other fairly. Are you willing to forgive this and put this aside so we can move forward? Yeah. And so that's a question everybody has to answer before we can resolve that conflict. Um, but then once we've done that, because sometimes you say, yes, I forgive you. Yeah, uh, you know, I, you know, the the application of that is say, okay, so what can we agree on to do from here on? So, do you agree to, you know, not do this thing that you know drives them crazy? Do you agree to respect this boundary that they've set? Do you agree, you know? So we kind of talk through what we can agree on, and and work through those best next steps so that yeah. we can move forward. Everyone feel like they were heard, that that we identified what the source of the conflict was. And then we've got one or two things to do next to kind of move through this. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So so once we go through all of those steps, we're going to have, like, the Leave it to Beaver, Hallmark movie, perfect picture-perfect family. Yeah, until 15 minutes later when the next conflict <laughs> comes up, right? <laughs> because, again, living on proximity to humans, we're going to have conflict. Yeah. And so, yeah, so we got through this one, but there's going to be the next one. Or there's going to be a flare-up. And people forget what they agreed to, and they do that thing again. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. We we agreed on this. We we sat down. We had a, we had a meeting. Like this is what yeah. we agreed on. Yes, I know. You know. So so it's a process, and it's gonna be. So it's both a process as we move through this. Like so, all those steps we just talked about. Rarely are those going to happen in one setting. Uh, sometimes they don't even happen in one week. You know, we we but we have to always remember that we're in this process and try to help people. Yeah. Hey, we're waiting on you to do this so we can move forward. Waiting on you to do this so we can move forward. But then also, once we've done it, then we have to turn back around and do it again. Yeah. And so, so it's a process and a cycle. Um, but I think what we hope for is if we do this, that we create a culture where this is our process. Mm-hmm. So it's not a culture where there's never conflict. It's a culture where we deal with conflict in the right way. Yeah. And so we're learning uh, those skills. Um, so so we pray. I think that's where we have to start mm-hmm. as parents and as people, um, that we be consistent, that we keep doing these things. Um, not that we're going to do it perfect, but one of the consistent things we can do is apologize and ask for forgiveness when we don't do it perfect as parents. And again, setting that culture of resolving conflict um, and then remembering and reminding of those big goals. You know, we, we have to just always keep re- reestablishing that. You know, there's a, there's a principle. It's the Nehemiah principle when they're rebuilding the wall uh, in Jerusalem back in the Old Testament. And, uh, and it took them 52 days to, to build the wall. But halfway through, um, they, they lost vision. So, so about every 26, 28 days, about every month, mm-hmm. we have to sit down and go, hey, remember, this is what we're doing. Like, yeah. So we have to always be reminding of those goals. So yeah, yeah. and and almost like the, this concept that keeps popping up in in almost every episode, whatever we're talking about is this is a process. These, yes, these things, and and while we can share practical and biblical uh, ideas and concepts and things to put in place, people are people, and sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't it doesn't immediately just work with the flip of a switch. So, 
Right. What do we do when it doesn't work? Yeah. Um, sometimes we just have to take a breath and a break. Um, you know, and sometimes if nobody's on board, that that that's that starts with us. Like, you know, I don't know what to do. We're gonna take a breath. We're gonna take a break. I need everybody to leave each other alone for this period of time, and we just need we just need to let this cool. And so sometimes, you know, if you're not getting anywhere and it's just escalating, you just gotta have everybody move back, yeah. and yourself included. And that's where that prayer comes in. Like God, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so so help me to know what to do next. Give me wisdom. <laughs> give me give me insight. Like help me know you know what tactic how to approach this to get people to you know back down off the ledge. And start being honest about what's going on, um, uh, and, but but in that we can't allow destructive behavior to happen. Mm-hmm. Like we just have to say, you know, hey, you may not be willing to deal with this, but I cannot allow you to to do things that are destructive in this way to our home, to our family, to each other. Um, and so, if you're not willing to do that, we're going to have to create, in one way or another, separation from you yeah. and those you're trying to hurt. Uh, so so we do have to do that and protect everyone. How sometimes we have to protect everyone else. When that person is being extremely destructive, and sometimes that, um, you know, it's going to take some hard things to yeah. do that if they're not willing to cooperate. Um, and so, in that, sometimes we have to seek outside help. When things are escalating. We've tried the tactics we know. We've tried to be proactive. We've tried to uh, to to deal with this in a healthy way, and it's just not working. Sometimes we're going to have to call for help, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, whether that's uh, seeking counsel or seeking uh, another, you know, trusted voice in those people's life to talk to them. Uh, seeking pastoral, you know, help. Seeking uh, law enforcement help if, if it gets mm-hmm. to, to a dangerous situation. Like sometimes we just yeah. have to call somebody and say, "Hey, can you help me with this?" Yeah. Um, uh, but but in all of it, remember that we're not just trying to um, uh, stop a problem. We're we're in that process of trying to create healthy relationships and casting that vision, and so keep persevering. So even if it gets extreme and you have to do some extreme things and you have to call them for some help and you're in a really tough place right now with how that's going in your household. Never give up that, you know, healing and restoration and healthy habits are, are where you want to be way yeah. out here. And so we're always going to be committed uh, to being there because it's worth it yeah. in the end. Absolutely. So, yeah. So as we wrap up today, our two takeaways. Uh, first is to check out the Making Brothers and Sisters Best Friends. You want to show them the cover of that yeah. book? It's, yeah. It's a... Uh, Something worth checking out. We'll put we'll put links to, to all those resources um, out there for you. And then second is to be a peacemaker in your home and apply some of the ideas we've talked about. Maybe even before that conflict arises, be thinking through what are some of these strategies and things that mm-hmm. that when when that conflict pops up, what what can we try that maybe we haven't done before that that might help us to be able to get everybody in in the same room and on the same page and 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 be able to mediate and and move move forward that's right all right be abnormal, abnormal.